BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to another edition of the Starting 502 Podcast. As always, I'm here Presley Meyer, your host for the most. I'm glad Nick Connor came to his first game in the last two seasons tonight to see Russ Smith's jersey retired. And you know what? I'm, I'm letting Nick have the night off because he doesn't deserve this. None of us deserve this. None of us deserve this. And tonight was a night where you see Russ Smith honored. You see Rick Patino and Peyton Siva and Steve Massiello and all these guys that we haven't seen involved with the program or even acknowledged by the program uh, for years. You see them acknowledged and you see Russ Smith handle his halftime presentation with such class. You see a fan base acknowledging greatness. You see just an acknowledgement of what this program can and should be. And I get everything that's happened in the last six, seven, eight years. I get what's happened since the national championship. I understand that. But at some point, you have to look at this team and you you compare it to to what we were honoring tonight. And what a juxtaposition. What What a just perfect effort to put out there on the floor in a game that you had to win. Louisville loses 82 to 70 to Notre Dame after taking an eight point halftime lead. I mean, we can get into the ins and outs of the game and 
what plays that Louisville should have run and what substitutions that the coaching staff should have made. But at the end of the day, it's just not good enough right now, man. It's not good enough. Notre Dame, maybe a tournament team, came into this game kind of playing pretty well. There's been a joke between Nick and I, you know, I kind of didn't acknowledge that I thought Notre Dame was going to be very good this season. I just think that they're a really good shooting team. And I mean, look, they showed it tonight, 15 for 23 from three-point range. But how much of that had to do with Notre Dame and how much of that had to do with Louisville? I mean, you look at Louisville, a team that can't even shoot 71% or excuse me, 65% from, from the free throw line. And you have Notre Dame shooting 65% from three. But look, it was like a layup line for Notre Dame. Over and over and over again, they found ways to run the, the clock down and get a guy open inside of 10 seconds left on the shot clock. Uh, I mean, and look, every, every guy on that Notre Dame team is, is going to knock down open looks as good as it felt like Louisville played in the first half. I mean, they were just knocking down their shots. And Notre Dame, perhaps the worst defensive team in, in, in the ACC, their defense looked better than Louisville's tonight. This is a game that you just can't lose. If you take out everything else that happened today, it's a game you can't lose. You can't play a Notre Dame team that might be a quad two win by season's end and get blown out. I mean, not, I wouldn't say blown out, but I mean, they were losing by 14 points at the under four timeout. You can't go up against a Notre Dame team like this if you have any aspirations of doing anything this season and lose, let alone lose by 12, let alone lose on a day when you are honoring one of the five best players in program history, let alone when it's the first acknowledgement of any type of Rick Pitino of Louisville's national championship, any of that stuff. This was supposed to be a special day. This was supposed to be the day that everyone marked on their calendars. This was supposed to be a high point in this Louisville basketball season. Instead, it's, it turns into a 12-point loss to a team that might not even make the big dance. That's embarrassing. That's not Louisville basketball. This is a program that we see as, as a top 10 program in the country. This is a, a coach that, when, when at the time that he was hired, was considered the next big up-and-coming thing. But look, I mean, I don't even want to get into the X's and O's so much tonight. Notre Dame shoots 63% from the field. They shoot 65% from three-point range. Got whatever they wanted. The proof is in the pudding. I mean, Louisville had only committed, what, five fouls in the second half? They committed one foul in the first 10 minutes of the second half. And look, when you're playing a team like Notre Dame, a team that's not going to be super athletic against you, that's not going to be um, super overbearing against a team even like Louisville that doesn't have the horses like they normally do, against a team like that, and you're only called for one foul in a 10-minute stretch, when you go into halftime with an eight-point lead and you end up losing by 14, look, this stuff is unacceptable. There are positive takeaways overall from the last few games with Jalen Withers, with Mason Faulkner, uh, with Sidney Curry. But, I mean, look, you look at Sidney Curry. I mean, do we even see Sidney Curry in the second half? And it, that, that's inexcusable. If you think a guy is playing well enough to start, and he was, and the fan base acknowledges that, we all acknowledge that, unless there was an injury to Sidney Curry, unless something unforeseen, something that we don't know about happened, why the hell is Sidney Curry not in the game? Why is Jalen Withers all of a sudden playing center again? And it's just these little things that add up to be too much. I mean, this is a fan base that wants to have Final Four and National Championship aspirations year in and year out. And right now, there's no hope of making the tournament. And when you look at the, the Russ Smith being honored and you look at the old coaching staff and you look at the way that the fan base and everyone around this program respects and admires the previous regime, 
Yes. And then on a sour note. Yes. Rick Pitino is out for good reason. Yes. Tom George is out for good reason. But this is inexcusable. NCAA cloud or not. Inexcusable. And at the end of the day, yes, a level-headed person needs to look at this situation and think, is anybody out there going to do better than what Chris Mack has done? And we'll never know that answer. But look, I'm not sure many people could have done worse. And that's the problem. The issue is the lack of respect for what the program means to this city. The, the issue is the lack of heart and hustle. The issue is the lack of consistency from the players. And look, you can sit here and blame the players all day long, but guess what? This is a coaching staff that recruited them. You know, there's only one player left on this team that was recruited by the previous regime. And I'm a guy who is all about accepting the excuses, especially in this situation. I'm a guy who has given Chris Mack more than a fair chance. But I mean, what do you say at this point? I mean, it's bad. And I don't know what we do going forward. I don't. You know, Louisville had it pulled a, a great crowd tonight. Um, I'm not sure what the official attendance was. We can look into that. But it was awesome. It was the obviously the largest crowd that they've had in over over two years, right? Pre-COVID. The, the only word I can think of as a Louisville fan is somebody who's dedicated their life to this. It's heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking. It's frustrating. And I don't, I don't know where they go from here. I really don't. I'm a guy who stays to the bitter end of every game, football, basketball, whatever. There's about a minute left in the game tonight, and I've just seen enough. I feel that much of what I have said about this program and about Chris Mack and about all the extenuating circumstances around this program over the last four or five years or so, I feel that those things are warranted. I feel that you should set expectations based on what your program can bring and what coaches should be able to provide. I feel that I've done a good job of that. But at some point, the excuse has got to stop. I don't want to hear one more excuse for Coach Mack, for the program, for the players. I'm done with those things. You know who makes excuses? Losers make excuses. 11 and 8 teams make excuses. This is Louisville basketball. This program is better than that. I mean, you see a team like Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a solid team. They should be, in a normal year, at best a middle-of-pack ACC team. And in the second half tonight, Louisville made them look unbelievable. Like, give credit where it's due. Like, they... They took advantage of their opportunities, but Louisville made them look that good. That was probably more Louisville's defense and Louisville's lack of consistency and hustle and intensity than what Notre Dame brings to the table. Because we know what they bring to the table. We know that Notre Dame's an outstanding shooting team. We know that they're, they don't really have many challenges or weaknesses on offense outside of just sheer athleticism. But look, I mean, this is a Louisville team that I mean, down low, I mean, at an absolute joke down low tonight. Jalen Withers gets the ball basically with his toes on, on the paint multiple times up against Nate freaking Leshevsky. Nate Leshevsky. I mean, he's not a slouch. He's not like a, you know, he's not comparable to a, a center from 
North Carolina A&T. There's a reason why he's the starting center at Notre Dame. But it's freaking Nate Lashesky. If Louisville can't recruit guys, if Louisville can't put guys on the floor that can't freaking face up against Nate Lashesky, what are we doing here? And it's the little things like that. It's not the, you know, when you look at the big picture, it makes sense why Louisville's in the spot that they're in. But it's the little things on the floor that are so frustrating. You have Malik Williams, a guy who's seven feet tall. And yes, I understand the injuries. I understand his capabilities on the floor. But if he, if he can't do what he needs to bring to the table, you have Sidney Curry on the bench. If he can't do what needs to be brought to the table, you have Gabe Wisnesser on the bench who hasn't even gotten into the game for, what, five, six games? I mean, there are other players besides Malik Williams if that's what it comes down to. Like, yeah, it's great that Malik Williams was two for four from three in the first half. Stop freaking floating on the, on the perimeter. I'm tired of the Malik Williams at the four experiment. Yes, there are highs. But the lows are freaking low, man. They are low. And it is miserable and it's disappointing to watch the product on the floor. It's disappointing to watch Jalen Withers get the ball six feet from the basket with nothing but but Nate Leshevsky in his way and not even get into his body. Just stand there. The whole crowd is just shout at him, shouting at him, you know, make a move, freaking get into the paint, do something. And when an entire crowd of, of of five foot six white men are imploring you to use aggression. I mean, what does that say? I'm just, I'm beside myself. I understand the narrative overall of why Louisville is in the position that it's in. But that, at the end of the day, Chris Mack has recruited every one of these guys. And who can you look at on this roster and think that they have gotten better this season? Sidney Curry's gotten better because he's gotten more opportunity. He's always been that guy. But, I mean, who's coming to this program and is better this season than they were last season, including the transfers? Noah Locke. Like, dude wouldn't even take an open three tonight. I don't know what the hell's going on with that. Jared West, yes, he had flashes in the first half. He hit three straight three-pointers. He had a three-pointer to in the first half. Great moment for Jared West, leading scorer on the team tonight. Awesome. Great. What did you do in the second half? Absolutely freaking nothing except return the ball over and stop stop any sort of momentum and ball movement and get torched on the, on the defensive end. L. Ellis, torched on the defensive end over and over again against guys who are not even comparable athletes. I mean, you look at, at uh, Matt Cross. I mean, dude, if you got your foot out the door, freaking go, man. Like, I don't know what else to say there. Like, if, if the rumors are true, if what we're hearing is true, which uh, this is not even a rumor, it's verified, you know, Matt Cross is not giving what needs to be given in practice. And Matt Cross's attitude and effort and intensity on the floor is just an absolute 180 from what it was the first five or six games of the season. This is a guy who popped his finger out of the socket flashed the entire crowd his finger that was dislocated and came back into the game and freaking balled out like where is that guy if you're not going to get that guy why is he even in the rotation Malik Williams has regressed this season Malik Williams got to where we thought that he could be at some point in the season for four or five games he had four double doubles in a nine game stretch which is excellent Good for him. 
but he has not been the same player since the emergence of Sidney Curry. And you just look down this roster, there's just examples of, you know, Dre Davis, flashes of good stuff. Other times, he's missing layups. He's missing assignments. And it's just like, at what point do you look at this team and think, there is just such a divide. There is such, the, 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 what needs to be communicated from the coaching staff is not getting to these players. And ultimately, that falls back on the coaching staff. It does. There are plenty of coaches around the country that are getting a lot more done with a lot less talent. I can promise you that. Yes, COVID sucked. Yes, the NCAA crap sucks hard. Regardless, as a coach, you have to be able to get a guy to do these little things on the floor, and they're not happening. And it is infuriating. And that's where this becomes an issue, right? I'm not sure what to say moving forward. Louisville's schedule only gets tougher from here. And when you look at this schedule, it's hard to see a lot of wins. It's hard to see, to be quite frank with you, it's hard for me to look at the schedule going forward and see any wins. Any. Notre Dame was one of the easiest teams you had left on the schedule, to be quite frank with you. Virginia is improving. Miami is one of the better, better teams in the league right now. Almost came back from a huge deficit against Florida State uh, tonight. Duke, solid. Syracuse is going to crush you. If you can't guard Notre Dame, what are you going to do against Syracuse? A team that absolutely shoots the freaking lights out of it. North Carolina, yeah, sorry, not tough enough. Virginia is probably, you know, you've got two stabs at that. I find I I find it very hard to believe that Louisville would win either one of those matchups right now. Maybe Virginia Tech. Maybe. But what does that say? That you're looking at the schedule and you're thinking, how does Louisville finish over 500? Anybody got an answer? Because I don't. You sit at 11 and 8 right now. If you win out, if Louisville wins out, maybe on the bubble. Maybe. And when you look at all the pomp and circumstances with the Russ Smith honoring his jersey tonight, and you put that product on the floor, that is enough to make someone go mad. I'm not sure what else to say at this point. What is there to be said that hasn't been said? What is there that can be improved in one game's time? It's maddening. It's frustrating. It's embarrassing. It's not Louisville basketball. And regardless of the circumstances, you still have the recruiting budget. You still have the best arena and some of the best practice facilities in the country. You still have one of the most rabid fan bases in the country. You still have so much going for you. You still have the ACC. You have a lot going for you as the coach of the University of Louisville. And how do you know that it's a big coaching job? Look at who's already reached out to the University of Louisville. Eric Musselman, Bruce Pearl, and Louisville would reach out to other coaches as well. This cannot be accepted. And I don't know. If you ride with Chris Mack, which you might have to because of the money circumstances, and, you know, I've gotten into this with Nick on the show a little bit. 
Money's tight right now. Louisville's cash poor. Louisville's still paying Tom Jurich. Louisville's still paying Brian Van Gorder. And the donors that used to kind of keep that engine going, the donors that kind of used to keep Louisville moving in the right direction, they're nowhere to be seen. They're disappointed with the product on the field, on the floor. They're disappointed with the decisions made by the administration. So the money, the money question does not have an easy answer. And so as much as fans want to look at this situation and say, oh, well, you know, hire X, Y, and Z, Kenny Payne, uh, Musselman, Pearl, any of the names that are always thrown out there and that will continue to be thrown out there. It's not that simple. Chris Mack has a solid amount of his contract left. There's a substantial buyout. And then obviously, if you're going to hire an elite coach, you're going to have to pay him elite money. Louisville does not have that. I'm, I'm telling you right now. It's not really an option. So where does the answer come? Does some Louisville sugar daddy drop in and pay the 15 to $20 million that's going to be involved to make this transaction? I mean, I don't know. Papa John going to come out of the woodworks and, and drop 20 mils so that Louisville can turn its program around? The fix is not that simple, people. It is frustrating to watch take place because there's not a lot of hope in sight. From tonight forward, it's gonna it's gonna be an uphill battle for Chris Mack, for Louisville fans, for the program as a whole. It's gonna be a lot. Drastic changes are going to be made one way or another but when they come is probably not promising for this program I've been around this program for almost three decades I put a lot of time and energy and sacrifice into being a fan of this program into covering this program a lot of time and what I see on the floor right now is the worst product that I have seen in my lifetime. That is not hyperbole. Rick Pitino had teams that were not as talented as this. Not by a long shot. You had guys like Jared Swapshire playing serious minutes for a Final Four team. Okay? There are workarounds. There are ways to get a team to perform the way that it needs to perform. And instead of seeing any sort of positive trajectory... We've not seen anything but regression over the last year and a half under Chris Mack. It is time to start considering what the implications of what all of this mean. If you're a fan and you don't want to go to another game this season, I don't blame you. I'm not that guy. As I've said said earlier, if I go to however many home games are left and they lose every one of them, I'm still going to beat all of them. But I don't blame your frustration. I don't blame your concern because they are absolutely 100% warranted. And at this point, if you were not hitting the panic button, you need to reconsider your position. This is ugly. This is bad. This is heartbreaking. And the juxtaposition tonight 
was not one that I ever want to feel again around the Louisville program. Russ Smith might be the last player that ever has his jersey retired because of the way that college basketball works now. When a player of his caliber comes in and performs the way that he did, they're gone. They're going to the league. If you bring in a McDonald's All-American, Louisville hasn't had great success with McDonald's All-Americans in the last three tries. But if you bring in a McDonald's All-American and they perform at a high level, at a level which is better than 50, 60 other guys, they're gone. Russ Smith is the is the last of a dying breed. And to see what that meant to him, to see what that meant to, to fans, to other players, to anyone around the program, to see what that meant to them, and then to see the product that Louisville put on the floor is humiliating. It is far worse than embarrassing. It's just ugly. You should want better for your program. We deserve better. This is just not it. And to be quite frank with you, I'm fed up. Go Cards. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.